Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe and Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It is episode 71. We're pretty deep into the – you know the NBA is starting soon? We're kind of – we're deep in the, the, the baseball offseason, but NBA is already starting again. That blew me away today. Uh, NBA is dead. Is it dead? I've never heard of half yeah. of these guys. And the ones I do Everybody's know supposed to be back. I mean, other than Clay Thompson being out, everybody's back next year. Get Kevin Grant back. Dead. Get Curry back. Get Giannis in Milwaukee. Giannis. I'm glad he stayed. Um, we'll have to save that talk for the uh, the baseball pod or the basketball pod. On today's show, we're going to talk about uh, Preller's number one priority this offseason, which he said is a Fernando Tatis Jr. extension. Uh, we're going to talk about what that extension might look like and what to expect. I don't know when to expect that to happen because I we're, we're going to look at some precedents that have been set. There, there is not much. Spoiler, spoiler alert for a talent like him, um, you know, pre, you know, the modern, like, what's the modern era? I guess the modern era is not what I want to say. Anything post like 2010 is going to be very different from anything pre, you know, 2010, because then we're, we're talking about huge differentials in um, like inflation and salary, like salaries from teams. Um, TV money has made salaries inflate a lot. So I was looking at like Ken Griffey Jr.'s contract. What, what do you think Ken Griffey Jr.'s first big contract was? Just Ooh. throw it out. Whatever you got. 10 mil. Well, give me give me years and total money. Five years, 10 mil a year. Five years, 50. Five years, 50. It was four years, 24. Whoa. His first big contract. So I'm not going to go too deep into the past because we start getting stuff like that. Uh, where like the star player is making, you know, I could, you know, do some calculations and convert it to today's money, but we're going to save that for the the mathematicians out there. We're going to just look at recent history, the top players and what kind of extensions they signed. And there's really not a lot you can compare to Fernando Tatis Jr. in terms of like when he's going to sign the contract and the level of play that he's at. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to get some winter league updates because there's been a little bit of rumblings about the winter leagues specifically in the Dominican and some of the Padres who are performing over there. There's not a ton, but there are some noticeable or uh, notable ones guys whose names you'll recognize. There's some guys you won't recognize, but we'll talk about some of the, the biggish names and up, why Travis, <laughs> Travis. Uh, currently a free agent. Whoa. I think he, he went to the Diamondback. He went to the Diamondbacks at the end of last year. And now he's he's looking around. He's not he's not with bring the, him back. You no, know, why not? Should, should we get on? I don't think I have Preller's uh, direct line on me. Maybe we could send a message to a us. Couple, he's got a couple burners out there. Yeah, that's true. I'll just we'll we'll just message all of them and you know get a get a some kind of grassroots organization effort for re-signing Travis Radke. Love it. So covering. The winter leagues, uh, not a ton there, but there's enough to talk about in a show. You know, it's December, Wade. So uh, baseball podcasts 
not a, not a ton going on, but we we found something to talk about. Anyway, before we get into all that, let's get your read from Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You n- might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Since we're here with Bet Online, uh, pre-show, you were talking about, you know, we we're talking about locks of the week and who we were thinking about going with. And you mentioned uh, the Raiders. I'm watching ESPN right now in the office, and they just threw out on the bottom scroll. This is good timing for you. Four defensive starters for the Raiders are going to be out this weekend. So do you want to maybe rethink your potential lock of the week? Yeah, well, since I don't really pay attention to when you're talking on this show, I will scroll through some other games. And uh, <laughs> I got to tell the, uh, the end of the episode. I'm surprised you were paying attention while I was talking to you right then, honestly. I have my moments. <laughs> they are moments. That's accurate. Literally moments of paying attention. So the Tatis extension, you might want to stick around for this one. You can check your, your lock of the week later. But the Tatis extension, I wanted to start here because AJ Preller, who has made a few media appearances during the offseason so far, checking out on all the MLB network shows and um, he's done some local radio hits here. They've talked about, you know, Denelson Lamette and, oh, we expect him to be healthy during or for spring training and ready to go. And Tatis, oh, we want to make sure that like he gets an extension. And we've been saying kind of for a year, maybe it's too late for an extension. I, I think that was a topic we talked about a while ago because we saw a wave of new contracts for star players like Ozzy Albies signed a really team friendly deal. And then the the star player was Ronald Acuna who signed a really good team-friendly deal. Team, Ronald Lacuna signed an eight-year, $100 million deal with two years of club options on the back end that are very reasonable and the land it will definitely pick up. Um, that deal was announced on April 2nd, 2019. He basically had played just under a full season for Atlanta. He, he had come up the year before and played 111 games and they saw enough in spring training and they knew what the future was going to be with him. And they, they locked him up early and it was a great deal for them. Juan Soto, another player who's at this level where, you know, super young, super talented is going to command a huge, huge, huge deal when it happens. And they haven't been able to lock him up long-term. They signed him to a, he got a salary bump to six and a half million dollars this year. He becomes arbitration eligible next season as does Tatis. So, the, this is the class of guys. It's Acuna, it's Tatis, it's Soto. I used to always ask our guests on the show, like, who would you take in a first round of these three players? And it, you'd hear a couple of Acunas. Then lately it's been more Soto. And now I think because of last season, you're going to hear Tatis a lot more. So that that's like the class of guys. This is, there, there are no other guys this age, this good, that are this cheap that we're expecting to sign long-term deals. So there's really no one else to compare him to. The other guy that's most is closest to this group because of when he signed his extension was Mike Trout. Uh, the talent that we're talking about guys that are 
21, 22, um, that are MVP candidates every single year. Um, Mike Trout signed his first extension. Uh, he signed a six-year, $145 million deal in 2014. So that is after his first two seasons in baseball. He has a rookie of the year, and he had back-to-back runner-up MVP finishes, which is nasty. And since then, he's played you know seven years total. He has three MVPs. He's finishing the top four in the MVP every year. This is the, the caliber of player we're talking about. So I'm expecting some kind of deal. Um, I know, Wade, uh, you're, you're dying to jump in here. But I'm expecting some kind of deal for Tatis between the two Trout deals. So the first Trout deal was six years, $145 million. The second Trout deal, which was you know, an extension of the extension, was a 12-year deal for $426 million. And he got a $20 million signing bonus. Uh, so the, the works out to an average annual salary of $35 million per year. So that was signed in March 2019. The the, the Acuna deal is is no longer on the table for Tatis, I believe, and I don't don't think. Yeah, yeah. The the original Acuna deal. Close to that. No. So I'm expecting somewhere between. It's going to be more than that first Trout deal too. I think we waited too long. I don't know why we waited so long, and by we I mean AJ Preller. I I don't know why you couldn't just jump right like first five months he's at the big league level. You you kind of the first half of that season before he got injured and was out for the rest of the year, you knew what you had. I, I'm, I'm guessing Preller. Yeah. I gave him some kind of Preller offer. Very, very close to the second trout deal. Yeah. I think I'm assuming Preller tried to talk to him about a deal at that in, during that first season and whatever the deal was, it wasn't close to enough. And since then we haven't really heard much rum- this year. We've heard some rumblings about an extension, but I think Tatis is being pretty smart here. He's going to be arbitration eligible after next season, and he's going to start seeing some real money. And then they're going to then the Padres are really screwed because they have no more cards to play. So once he's uh, into that second year of arbitration, free agency is just around the corner. We're talking, you know, two years away from free agency. It, it, time has flown by. So more than six years, one forty-five, but they got to sign him for less than twelve years, four twenty-six. So what's the middle ground here? Um, is it something like the, the Machado deal where it's 10 years, 300 or, or more? I think you, you got to pay, you got to pay him more than Machado. Cause he's younger. He's like in his prime. I, I think you're 350 to 400 mil, 10 years. You hate to hear, you hate to hear that. Cause there was a chance that Acuna, the same player as Acuna and you, you're looking at that. He's going to be like a third of the value or a fourth of the value of the contract. It's. That could that makes a huge difference when you're trying to build a team around a guy. I don't want to build a, a team around the the Alex Rodriguez contract. I want to build a team around the Ronald Lacuna contract. This is so, it's so much harder now. Preller's tied his own hands here. Right, but you can't let him walk. He's the face of baseball, and he put San Diego on the map. You can absolutely not let him walk. He's arguably the most valuable player in baseball because of what you just said. It's not that he's going to be one of the best players for the next 10 years. It's that he's also the, one of the most charismatic or the most exciting dynamic players. So he's even more, even more so than like Mike Trout or Mookie Betts because he gets to play a position like shortstop where you see his athleticism a lot more often than you would a right fielder or if for like Tatis Juan Soto. Is walking down the street, 
people know him. If Trout is walking down the street, people have no idea who he is. Tatis is a rock star already. Exactly. And that, that's just a little personality difference. You don't, Mike Trout has clearly just not that personality. But Tatis is going to be the face of baseball. He's the face that MLB has been waiting for because they've been trying to make tri- Mike Trout a thing. And he's kind of a thing for baseball people. But for non-baseball people, Mike Trout is still not a Mike, thing. Mike Trout is fetch. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm still trying to make fetch happen. But Tatis is definitely going to be the guy that everybody will know. He's even more, I think he's more approachable and likable than even like a Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts is a great guy, but he's pretty quiet. What do you really know about Mookie Betts other than, oh, hey, he was pretty good at bowling too. Like sweet. How do we market that? Yeah, great at bowling. Let's uh, put him on ESPN. <laughs> they've they've done that. They've had like bowling tournaments with him. I they but, yeah. I think Chris Paul was involved too. Yeah, he's pretty good at bowling. Who who like why what's the deal? Why is bowling a thing that people try to be good at? I'd rather be good know, at I, cornhole. Bowling, I mean, they serve beer at bowling alleys, so that's fun. Yeah, true. Um, couldn't you just couldn't Mookie Betts be like a, a, a semi or I guess like during the offseason, like do professional bowling tournaments? Maybe he does already. But who do you um, think you are? Be... I am. <laughs> All right. We'll get away from bowling. But um, yeah, I think I think you're right. Actually, long term, I think it's got to be more than Machado also. So we're talking over three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think he's probably in that 10 year, three hundred and thirty, three forty range. Uh, if you're if you're Tatis, do you say yes to that? What was it again? Sorry, ten years, three thirty. I say no if I'm Tatis. Really? I want more. You're just you're just trying to get the max. Is that what you're you're after here? Yeah, I mean, like we had just discussed, I'm the face of baseball. I need to be paid as the face of baseball should. So there's no, so for you or for him, you think there's absolutely no discount for signing early because he's going to, it's going to buy out all of his arbitration years and it's going to buy out his, the remaining pre-arbitration year that he has coming up where he's not going to make any money. There's got to be something said for, you know, he's making $570,000 or whatever it is this year. And then next year that gets like slightly bumped up. And then the year after that'll be slightly bumped up. He could just go straight to making $30 million a season. That's got to matter. I guess, yeah. Plus a signing bonus. So he's, he'll make you 30, let's say he's making $33 million a season, and we give him a $15 million signing bonus. That goes straight into his account today. That's why you sign, that's why he, that's the incentive for the players to sign contracts like this a little early. Yeah, maybe he is worth, by the time he gets to free agency, he's worth more. He's worth like a Mike Trout where he's getting 12 years, 420 million, or he could sign a, 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 a slightly team friendlier, friendlier deal and gets money. Get the money now. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like a few million. It's several, several million. It's tens of millions now. Okay. But you, so, so you're, I'm, I'm talking to your Tatis right now. I'm talking to you. What, that's the reason you should sign early to have, do you reconsider at all? A little, but I still want more than three thirty. You want more than three? I want at least. I want at least three fifty. All right. So yeah, I was gonna say like four. Four is off the table. If you're trying to sign a, an earlier deal, you're not getting four. Um, 
375, probably not even. But we should try to, I mean, talking to an agent about this would be nice, but agents never really say anything and they always just want the most money no matter what anyway. But yeah, it's it's got to be more than Machado. It's got to be... Austin, care to come on next week? It's got to be closer to 350, I would imagine. But um, Potters aren't going to see a ton of uh, surplus value in that contract, if any, at all, because that's that's a premium right now. And maybe in five, six years, we start getting some return on that just financially. But right now, that's that's paying a full premium for him. You're okay with that, too, as a, as a Pottery yeah. fan? Because that, that really just limits a lot of the wiggle room that the Potters have going forward with the the salaries that they have for the team. Cause Hosmer's a huge free agency signing. Uh, got like what five years left on him. Machado was a huge free agency signing and then taking care of your own is really important. But then that also just, we're not the Yankees or the Dodgers. We don't have that kind of money. Right. But I think if you sign him, he gets other players to come kind of, you know, build the NBA. Hey, come super team up with me. Hope so. And then obviously I'm not a guy that likes to sign pitchers. So if if you're gonna spend the money on anybody, it's it's a no brainer. It's Tatis. That's a pretty easy one to make decision on. Agreed. Okay. Well, that's what I got for Tatis extension talk. Um, we really have no idea what they've been talking. We know they've probably been talking a little bit, and it sounds like it's just preliminary discussion still. Um, they got to get a deal done soon because every literally every day they wait, the price goes up a little bit. I don't I right. don't know what what the the problem has been with Preller. Like, why wasn't this done a year ago? Get get the deal done, man. It, it's it is pri- it's priority one and it's priority two is to get this deal done. And then everything else is a distant third, in my opinion. Let's do it. Winter League update. Wade, this is your thing, isn't it? You're a big Winter Leagues guy. You watch Dominican uh, Winter League, what, every day? Every other day? Yeah, I've, I've been winning. You've been betting on it, too? Oh yeah. Does uh does Bet Online have winter league o- gambling odds? I'm sure they do. They've got to. I have not checked. We will have to do that. We'll check on that. The the race in the for the uh, Dominican Winter League title has been tight. All the teams at the top are kind of hovering around 500. Maybe we could uh find some value there. So the Padres have guys kind of scattered throughout the the teams. There's only I think there's six teams. Um. For Estrellas de Oriente, we have Francisco Mejia. He's the only player from the Padres on that team. Gigantes del Cibao. I think it's Cibao. Webster Rivas. Is that a, is that a blast in the past for you? He's um yeah. He was on the catcher, you know, way down on the catcher depth chart. Just kind of an organizational talent. I think he came up last year, didn't he? For for a, a cup of coffee. I think so. I'm not sure that he got an AB though. But he was I'm not sure he did he was either. On bench. This is typically the team that the Padres have the most players on for whatever reason. Um, and it's Jace Tingler's former team, the Le- Los Leones de Escogido. Uh, Henry Henry is on this team. Steven nice. Wilson. You like Henry Henry. Love Ivan Henry Castillo. Henry. And then uh, this is a former Padre. Travis Radke is on Escogido. And nice. Pitching, pitching pretty decently. So Henry Henry was an international signing. He's actually, he sounds like the whitest person in the world. He's Dominican, actually. Um, Steven Wilson not a ton on Steven Wilson other than he pitched at Lake Elsinore last year, which was high A and now it's going to be low A and that's going to be a bitch to try to remember from now on. Um, had a four ERA and 35 innings pitched all relief. He's a Santa Clara guy, eighth round pick 
in 2018 for the Padres. CC baseball, baby. That's your that's your squad. And then Ivan Castillo. So I mentioned him. We liked him a lot when he we last saw him playing for the Sod Poodles in 2019 championship team. And then he, I think, became a, a minor league free agent. And I think he's back with the Padres. When I was looking through the rosters, it said he's still Padres property. So I, I didn't see anything on him not being re-signed by the Padres. So maybe I'm assuming he's still with the club. Um, the other Padre of note is Jorge Mateo, who's on Toros del Este. And Jorge Mateo not having a good winter league. He's had 43 plate appearances, hitting just 248 with this is what he does, two home runs and three stolen bases. That's kind of his MO. Just he maybe a little bit of pop, and then he's the fastest guy on the team. Whatever team he's walking onto, he's gonna be fast. I wouldn't mind giving Jorge Mateo another chance as just a bench player to uh just run wild on the bases. Would you would you mind seeing Jorge Mateo come back next year? I love seeing him run. Um is extra innings still going to have that bogus rule? Are we going back to regular extra innings? Unclear. I haven't heard anything. Okay. That, that kind of impacts him directly, doesn't it? It does. But I like him because he can. he's a guy that can come in, play outfield, and then can also play second base if you need him to, and then is a pinch runner option. Especially with no DH, pinch runner becomes a little more significant. Right. So... I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. If there's room for him, I, he'd be at the bottom of the roster for me. And unless there's someone really sexy that you'd like ahead of Jorge Mateo, I wouldn't mind seeing Jorge Mateo back. Um, by the way, Escajito, I wanted to talk about this. They have Vlad Jr., Wander Franco, and Julio Rodriguez all on the same team with uh, the Padres, Yvonne Castillo, Henry Henry, Stephen Wilson. So that team is loaded. I don't know how they're only 13 and 12, but Wander Franco is the best prospect in baseball and Julio Rodriguez is a top three prospect in baseball. Plus they have Nate Lowe, Nate Lowe, Nate Lau, Brandon Lowe. I get these names confused. Josh Lowe is the brother of Nate. So it's Nate Lowe. And then Luis Rengifo, who are also major league players currently. And then were top prospects just a year ago. So they were all that, that team is absolutely loaded offensively. Yvonne Castillo is hitting 290. So he's having a good year or a good winter. I don't know why that team can't win more games, but anyway, um, Francisco Mejia is the big one here. So Francisco Mejia, who's on, what is it? Uh, Estrellas de Oriente. I don't know what it is with Francisco Mejia, but he's hitting 154 with one home run in 42 plate appearances. I, the dude has seemed to have totally lost all of his confidence. I've seen other articles. I think the, the, the Union Tribune might have had an article a couple days ago about why Francisco Mejia just sucks now. And all these... Trade scenarios with Mejia, I don't know that he has that much value left. Apparently he does to someone, but I, if I'm an opposing general manager, I have seen nothing from Mejia the last two years that indicates to me that I would want Mejia on my team. Yeah, I mean, maybe some other system can tweak his swing a little or something, but I agree with you. He's, he's pretty much a nobody. He's, yeah, so he's maybe a change of scenery guy, maybe. But that's not a that's not a significant piece that I would want back. That's like I'm doing you a favor. He sucks now, so maybe he's a change of scenery guy. Throw him on the back end of a deal. He has a little bit of value, just because I hope I can squeeze it out of him. But he shouldn't be like dictating a Blake Snell deal or a Sonny Gray deal. If he's the second best player in a deal for those two players, like that's I think that's an immediate non-starter for me. Yeah. 
he's only 24, which is still youngish for a catcher. And you have team control through 2024. So that's all really good. I, he just has not hit at all the last couple seasons. The last, last time he was good at hitting, he was in triple a and everybody hits in trip. It was for us in the PCL. So before that, so everybody hits there before that it was 2017. He hit 297 in double A Akron. This is part of the the Cleveland baseball team system. And then 2016 is when he broke out. In low A, he hit 347. And then in high A, he hit 333. And I think had the longest hit streak in the minors like ever. I think he like had like a 50-something game hit streak. And that's kind of when he exploded. He can hit the crap out of the ball. He doesn't strike out. Um, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't walk. He strikes out a, a lot, but he also hits a lot. He's one of those kind of guys. So it's kind of a weird player. He's always been able to hit though. And then since he's come here, I don't know what it is. Do you give him one more year? But if you give him one more year, then maybe that's the last value you have of him. Cause then another year where he fails, um, I don't want to quit on him, but this could be the last year to move him if he still has value. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say move him. He was, he was a top 20 prospect in baseball and he's we traded him, uh, yeah, we got him for Brad Hand, who at the time was one of the best closers in baseball. And then also had to give up Adam Simber, who's a, a major league caliber bullpen piece. So that's not nothing. It's just weird. His whole career arc has been really weird. He's really he's he's small, but he he has power. He he has great, I think, bat to ball skill. He he's athletic. Um I I don't understand what's happened to him. Maybe it is a change of scenery. I would hate to see him leave and then be good somewhere else. That would bug me a lot because the talent's clearly there. So I don't know what you do with him. If if someone like the Rays values him or if someone like the Reds value him, they're like, yeah, he struggled in San Diego the last couple of years, but we still believe in the talent. Let's include him in this deal. Then I think you're right. But I think teams are more interested in Luis Camposano. I would agree. So As I, long as he... Uh... Isn't in jail in Georgia. <laughs> I don't think he's going to jail. Anyway, uh, those are that's your winter league update. Nobody's doing really well. That's that's your winter league update. Stephen Wilson is doing the best, and I guarantee you, listening to this podcast, you don't know who Stephen Wilson is. So, um, not great. Twelve innings, just two runs given up by Stephen Wilson and fourteen strikeouts. So good on you, Stephen Wilson. Yeah, Stephen Wilson leading uh, the charge for Padres prospects during the Dominican winter league. I think it'd be really cool to go to the Dominican winter league is a, a American white player and get to experience a new culture while playing baseball. And then like you have this new, like kind of camaraderie with the Dominican guys who come back to the States and you're like, Oh, I kind of have a feeling of what you go through now because this is a, a culture that's totally different from what you grew up in. Um, you know, we have something to bond with a little bit more. I think it'd be fun. Stephen Wilson. He's yeah, not, not a young guy. He's 26. Eh. Eh. Is he 26? I thought he was 24 when I was looking through it. He was drafted in he, uh, 2018. He was born in 94, so he is 26. Are you sure that's the right Stephen Wilson? On um, the Arizona Diamondbacks sod poodles? Yes. On the Arizona... What? Are you talking about Travis Radke? No, but the sod poodles are now Arizona Diamondbacks. The MLIB.com still has him on the side poodles. Wade. I had to bring it up again. Cut deep. No, I mean, I just think you're wrong. So I mean, Stephen Wilson. 
Birthplace, Littleton, Colorado. Yeah, I guess he is. I guess he is. Yeah. August 94. So. Okay. Six three one eighty five. Sounds familiar. That's what I, that's what I am. We're, we're basically the same guy. So anyway, um, before we get out of here, we got fade of the week. Uh, I'm hot. Wade. I'm hot. I'm back to five. You're hot. Um, my fade finally lost. I, I really liked Baltimore last week. And since you've been fading me and winning, I suggested you fade and Baltimore crushed. So I, I walked into that one, unfortunately. Um, Wade crushed. They uh, had a safety at the last minute to cover. Uh, it was minus one when I when I gave it out. Oh, OK. And I forgot, actually, honestly, they were up by a lot. And then I forgot that the game got really close at the end. So that, that's just me being bad at my job. Um, yeah, it got really close to the end. And then uh, if you the, I think the, I guess the line the day of was three and a half. But early odds were right. minus one. So, yeah, um, you had Buffalo minus three. They covered. They covered by a lot, right? Oh, yeah. So Wade is 2-0 in his last two. That's all that matters. And I'm 0-1. So my fades are 2-1 and on the year. Wade has climbed back to 500. He's 4-4. Four and four. Uh, We don't want to talk about what I'm doing. So, Wade, you're ahead of me in the standings. You want to just give out your, your lock of the week? You're still on the Raiders? Uh, I'm going to take the Jets. Oh, God. You're Plus doing it again. 17. That's too many points for the Rams. Sam Darnold's back. He's going to keep it close. Sam Darnold back is not a good thing. Oh, he's keeping it close. He's keeping it within 17. Uh, I heard a, a stat this weekend that the, the Jets have had the lead or scored first. Yeah, so had the lead in seven games this year. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they never cover. Um. I'm going to give out, you know what? I'm not fading anymore. This is not a fade pick, Wade. I feel confident. So I'm going with the Miami Dolphins at home, laying two versus the New England Patriots. That's that's a fishy line. That's a, that's a smelly line. I don't know why it's only two. Um, if it was last week, I kind of get it because the Patriots are coming off the, the beat down of the Chargers. And then, and then, but last week though, they were, blown out by the Rams. So I'm surprised that it's only two points here. Um, the, the Dolphins are like kind of good and they're, they're definitely frisky. They kept it close with the Chiefs. You and I had the, the Dolphins last week and they just barely covered against the Chiefs. So if they can cover against the Chiefs, I don't see there a reason why they can't um, win by three over yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they got a good D and Cam Newton can't throw the ball for them five yards. That's what she said. No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm giving out Miami minus two and you're giving out the jets plus 17. Are you going to try to tease that? Maybe. Maybe I might have to do. <laughs> it's going to be the grossest tease. Um, <laughs> last thing. This is really important. Puppy talk. Do you have a puppy yet? No, it is still five or six weeks away. Oh, it's five or six. I had no idea it was five or six weeks away. Okay. We are end end of January, beginning of February. Okay. Can you, have you narrowed down the list of names yet? Uh, It's probably about 10 now from the 20 that it was. Okay. Well, when we get down to like the last two or three, maybe then we can, then we can talk about them. 
air yeah, it out a little bit. They'll be, they'll be, uh, the audience can decide once we're down to like two or three. Oh, we're definitely going to throw a poll up. We've never thrown a poll out before, but this will be our first poll. I think it's probably the most important poll we could do. Yeah, we'll probably get like five votes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all from friends of the show? <laughs> yes. That's all. That, hey, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that'll be the official poll. So we'll we'll do puppy talk again, maybe in a few weeks. We can take a break from puppy talk since you don't really have any news, unless unless it's for the There's the nothing name. new to report. So anyway. I bought a puppy training book. Oh, that's important. Are there any yeah, puppy yeah. name books? There's like baby naming books. Do they have puppy naming books? There is an app out there right now where you can swipe right or left on names and your roommate can swipe right or left on names. And then it shows you which ones you matched on. Ooh, it's puppy name Tinder. Correct. There could be some kind of app or algorithm where... It could generate names for you. You you like say that you like this one, like this one, like this one, and then it can generate a new name for you. It can generate new suggestions. It's like, oh, you're Is basic. Not... Here's another basic <laughs> name. Like uh, Miranda. <laughs> all right, so we'll get a puppy update from you in a few weeks then. Thank you all Perfect. for listening. Please follow, please follow the show's Twitter account at Fryer Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Talk to you next week. Not now, Arctic Prophet. Toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. What the hell that is? <laughs> I watched Elf is that last a... night. Oh, Elf. I was like, I was thinking Little Wayne. Because you've no, been doing a little Wayne thing. That makes Elf a lot more sense. Night. Best Christmas it's movie. The week before Christmas. Oh, it's the best Christmas best movie, Christmas. right? Yeah, I don't think it's that close. I mean, it's Elf. No. Good. Glad we agree. Nothing that comes anywhere close. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.